0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the program called Your Time to Shine. And it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the hot seat in the studio, Celine Harlow. How you going, Celine?
1: Doing really well. How are you?
0: Celine, I'm good. Thanks all the better for talking to you. Um, Celine is the CEO of Your Time to Shine. But it's it's called something (laughs) else, isn't it? What's it really called?
1: Your time to shine. Yeah,
0: your business. You've got a business. What's oh, your business? Oh gosh. Called?
1: Yes. My business is called My Dawning Light. I should That's know fine. because I'm the CEO yes. of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, how do we get hold of you if we want to come see you?
1: Oh gosh. Um, so the best way always is to just go to my website, mydawninglight.com, mm-hmm. and then you'll find all the ways that you can possibly work with me. It's great.
0: And what are some of the ways that you can work with us?
1: Mm, I think my favorite way at the moment is through private coaching. I actually wanted to mention this during this show, so I'm really excited. I have two spots open for my private coaching program, which is a program that lasts from from three to six months and where you get a session with me Mm -hmm. and unlimited support in between sessions as well as access to all my online trainings and courses. It's great.
0: And what does this course cover?
1: Oh, the courses? Yeah. Oh, well, it, calls, it it just covers everything to do with self-love.
0: Yeah, self-love. That's what it's all about. And you just
1: so much support from me.
0: Indeed. And uh, do you have a phone number we can get you on? Or do we have to mm, visit I prefer, you the I website? prefer for you too. Yeah, okay.
1: I just, I'm not very good on the phone. Visit website. must say that. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> we talk about lots of different things on your program, and uh, I do love talking to you. The the two and the fro, the thrust and the parry, is, it? is that what they call it? What does that mean? So, yeah, when you're fighting with the sword. Never mind. You want to talk today about anxiety or uh, worry? Why do you want to talk about that?:
1: I feel that a lot of people I talk to sometimes get like in this vortex of worry. you know mm-hmm. you have this simple thought, "Oh, what if this happens?" And yeah. then you just it just goes deeper and deeper and it gets more and more into this like never-ending cycle of worrying, and you don't know how to get out of it, so that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah. Worrying is human nature, though, isn't it? Everyone worries.
1: Well, I was, I was doing my research for this program, right, mm-hmm. and I realized that worrying is all about, you know, finding solutions to potential life-threatening situations, mm-hmm. which we don't normally encounter anymore on a day-to-day basis, but it's this pl- problem-solving skill that we've developed over time. So, worrying is a good thing in itself, but that's, you know, it's when you can't really get out of it or when it, you actually don't really find a solution for it that it just becomes a problem.
0: Why do we worry?
1: We worry because we want to survive in this world. I think it's a deep genetic um, instinct that we have inside of ourselves. You know, we want to survive in this world. And so in order to be able to survive, we need to think about all the different problems that we might encounter, mm. um, whether that, you know, like you might get eaten by a ta- tiger Sorry,
0: yeah.
1: or you might have a problem at work. Mm-hmm. So if you just imagine all the potential catastrophe scenarios, then you're going to be able to survive.
0: So our worrying perhaps should all be about the present because it's no good worrying about something in the past because you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. But if you're, you know, if, if something that's happened to you in your past um, comes to you all the time and, you know, we have this kind of, ooh, mm. <laughs> this happened to me. I, I used to have that all the time. It was very ugly. Anyway, um, then it might be something that you need to look at in order to be free from it.
0: When you say you need to look at it, address it in what way?
1: Well, um, let's say something traumatic happened to you in your childhood, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, – it had traumatic consequences for you as an adult. And I think the best way to look at it would be to look at really what happened and um, soothe the inner child within you, the one that needs to be reassured and comforted. Hmm. And then uh, once you've done that, you can look at everything that happened and what you've learned from that experience, what virtues, what gifts you've learned from that experience. And then you can release a trauma. Easy peasy.
0: Sounds easy. Why are there so many worried people out there if it's that easy? <laughs>
1: Well, like I said, it's just something that's ingrained in us. But we can find ways, techniques, and methods to help us live our lives you know, more freely, free from worrying.
0: I guess if you're worried about something that you might have done in your past, for instance, not that I ever will, but just say I, I offended <laughs> you gravely, and uh, then uh, we might have lost touch, we might have become unfriendly, we unfriend each other on Facebook because I've offended you. Um, I suppose I could worry about that. And at some stage in my life, I might have to decide, oh, I think I might have upset poor old Celine and I need to go and m- make amends. And I come across you and I say, Hey, look, you know, I'm really sorry because I've been worried about how you feel. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. And then I, I walk away from this situation because I've apologized to you. I feel better, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel better, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. And that's all to do with, you know, regrets and forgiveness rather than worrying here. I think, you know, when you resent someone, um, you know, for doing something to you that, you know, you didn't like, then um and you don't forget that person. It's it's like this this thing saying, like, you know, I wish this thing didn't happen, or why did I let this happen, or how could that person ever do that to me? And so you're actually, you know, this um you know you not forgiving that person helps you to just um it kind of keeps you in this victim mindset, you know, like, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. yeah. And it just, you know, fuels the suffering within you. But actually, you know, um, when you find within, when you find it within you to forgive that person, you'll find so much strength and um, freedom and mm. love as well. And actually, you know, forgiveness is not really about the other person. It's about yourself. You want to be free from all that resentment and anger and fear, and you want to be free from it. It's just for yourself.
0: Easy to say sorry, though, isn't it? Meaning it. isn't saying it's two different things
1: and it's a process it doesn't need yeah. to happen overnight
0: sure although i, I slightly do disagree with you that um poor me poor me poor me because you know there are some people in my life for instance that um have offended me i've cut them out of my life i don't ever think poor me poor me i just don't think about them again does that make me some sort of weird person
1: no it doesn't it just mean, means that you know you set some boundaries mm-hmm. i think that you know um Especially women, you know, when they feel that they've been taken advantage of in their relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they automatically put themselves in the victim uh, position, you know, like, you know, something happened to me and I didn't feel like I was in control of the situation. But in order for you to be free from that trauma, from that past experience, you'll have to understand why did this happen? Why did I learn from this? And how can I move forward?
0: What's the point about worrying about the future? It hasn't happened.
1: Well, like I said, it's about being ready for the future. Whatever might happen, Mm -hmm. then you'll be ready for it. Yeah.
0: Does that mean we should worry about Though, I mean, are there ways to get your head around it without always going to bed? Oh my goodness, what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm (laughs) I'm sweating, I'm losing weight because I'm so worried about it. How can we get around that?
1: Well, we call it the undercurrent in the theta healing technique. Mm -hmm. And The undercurrent is this um, train of thought in our mind that always looks for solutions. And because it always looks for solutions, it always looks for problems. Mm -hmm. And so the best way to just be free from um, this cycle of worrying is to actually acknowledge what you worry about. And I was reading this article um, about a research that was done by Penn State in 2011, and they suggested that you set a time this – time and space for worrying. Like you said, 30 minutes um, aside for worrying. And I found that so (laughs) fascinating because, you know, when you worry, you kind of want to acknowledge what you're afraid of, but you don't want to acknowledge it either. Like, you know, it's just, but then it just takes up so much time and energy so that you can't, you can't really focus on what's going on around you anymore because Mm. you're in this state of fear and anxiety all the time. So by setting a time, you know, aside 30 minutes for, for worrying, Mm. you know, you're like, Oh, well, actually this is going to be productive. I'm going to look for solutions. I'm going to look at why I'm really afraid of this. What's the worst that could happen? And um, how I can find a solution for this. Easy.
0: Mm. Wow. It does sound easy, doesn't
1: it? It does. Because, you know, you really, like, acknowledge that you're worried about something. And, you know, you should acknowledge it. Because when you acknowledge it, you just... Empower yourself. Okay, this is something that I'm worried about and I want to find a solution. Whereas, you know, if, you ha- if you're worried about um, not paying your bills this month, for example, and you're trying to think about it, but you're not trying to think about it, and like the more you think about it, the less you want to think about it, and it just takes up so much energy. So if you acknowledge it, you give it the space that it needs, you acknowledge that it's just a thought, it's just a feeling, and you can find a solution for it.
0: What do you think some of the things that uh, excessive worrying can lead to? Anxiety? Yeah, is that not the same as worrying?
1: Well, I think. Mm, I suppose
0: I think it could lead to depression.
1: Yes. Yeah. What's your question?
0: Well, um, what what doesn't lead to? So, if I'm worried about something today and I don't do something about it, I'm going to worry about something else tomorrow. I don't do anything about anything about it, and I worry about something the next day, and I don't do anything about it. Surely, it's going to get to a point where I'm worried about everything. Some people like worrying, though, don't they?
1: They do. And I think it's just the way the brain is wired, you know, if, and if you like worrying in some ways, I yeah. know it's just, it's a weird thing to say, if you like to worry, if you like to entertain these thoughts, then, you know, you're getting something out of it, or you're just trying to find a solution, but without being really able to find a solution, because when you're in this state of anxiety, you just, you know, you can't really think clearly, you can't really make decisions either from a place of love and peace and acceptance, mm-hmm. and either, you know, and um, also abundance. So um it's just about rewiring your brain you know forming new habits forming new pathways
0: so just run us through the process so this just for a moment uh, imagine that i'm a born worrier mm-hmm. and i think oh i need some help and i hear about you and i come along to you and i say okay wow well, you need to help me out I'm, uh, i worry about everything what's the process that you're going to uh, use to turn me around
1: i think Um, (laughs) the first step is acceptance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a headache. You know, when you have a headache in the morning, you don't really want to acknowledge it. you try to, you know, take a pill or drink a coffee and you just hope that it's going to go away. So it it is there, but you don't really want it to be there. So there is this tension here. So the first step with worrying thoughts is to acknowledge it. Just let it be what it is. And then once you do that, you realize, oh, it is just a thought. It is not who I am right now. It is just a feeling. Feeling This is not who I am right now. And once you find that acceptance without judgment, criticism, fear, anxiety, then you're able to look at it in a much different perspective, in a much more empowering perspective, which is fantastic.
0: So say I was worried about something I've done in my past. What would you be suggesting to me? I mean, you almost... You're almost like a counsellor in a way. I know that you're not a, a registered counsellor, but if I come to you and I say, well, this, this is what I'm worried about, so I've acknowledged the fact that I'm worried about this particular thing, and you say, oh, well, it's great that you've acknowledged it, and you're going to feel so much better about it, but I'm not necessarily going to feel much better about it until I do what?
1: Well, once you've acknowledged this, you can find, you can look at the problem from... Um the perspective of a curious observer rather than, you know, I have to blame myself, you know, and I can't forgive myself and I can't forgive the other person or whatever it is the situation is. So, you know, once you accept it, you can look at it in a much different way and you can make more empowering decisions. So say that you, um, hurt somebody in some ways Mm -hmm. in your past, then, you know, you um, blame yourself Mm -hmm. and you really want to ask for forgiveness. So that is going to somehow lead to an action. Like what? ask for forgiveness, write a letter, um, find it within you to forgive yourself. Why not?
0: What if they didn't forgive you?
1: <laughs> then, you know... What if they I say, mean, well, no,
0: you hurt me so much that I'm not going to forgive you. that just make you a whole lot worse than what you were before you started, wouldn't it?
1: Well, either way, you can continue forgive, you know, you can continue torturing yourself or you can forgive yourself. Yeah. And you have a choice. You always have a choice. And... I would suggest to look at the problem from a place of unconditional love, Mm -hmm. from a place of acceptance. And also, you know, learning what you have learned from the situation. I believe that we, every situation or relationship that we have in our lives, we uh, learn something from those experiences. So what have you learned from that? You've probably learned how to be more compassionate towards Mm -hmm. others. You've learned how to measure your words. You've learned how um, your words, your feelings, your thoughts have an impact in your relationships with other people. So that is a very valuable lesson. So once you integrate that lesson, you can stop torturing yourself.
0: I think that's probably the best lesson that you could learn, isn't it, that uh, even if you can't correct those things that you've done in your past – and you acknowledge the reasons that you have done them, that you can correct yourself moving forward. Absolutely. So you be less worried, but it doesn't necessarily um, appease your mind for things. Yeah,
1: it doesn't really make the thing right. And but either way, there's no there's no way for you to make things right now. And like the person that you used to be twenty years ago is not who you are anymore. Mm. So why do you continue? Yeah, keep so on what's torturing the point of yourself. worrying about it? Because you feel bad yeah. about what you did. Us, give us an example <laughs> of some of
0: the things that you might have worried about that uh, you put put to rest through the techniques that you're talking about.
1: Mm, I didn't think of an example. Let me think. Okay. So when I was a child, I had a really um, deep relationship with my brother mm-hmm. and he was my older brother and I was really looking up to him. And so we had this really close relationship with each other for quite a few years until he started growing up and he uh, went through a lot of hard things in mm-hmm. his childhood and as he was going through high school. And so he distanced himself from me and I was younger than him and I wasn't really mm-hmm. understanding what was happening to him, but I wanted him to feel good. So I was doing what a little sister would do, yes. you know, kind of nagging him and trying to spend time with him. And eventually he got really really tired of it. And I remember him standing in the hallway in our house where we grew up and him telling me the most hurtful things that could ever be said to somebody that you used to cherish Mm. or used to love. And he was, it took me years to realize that he was saying this because he was hurting himself. It was never about Mm. me. So it's, 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 it still haunts me in some ways, and I still you know long for that relationship that I used to have with my brother, yeah. but I can't have it anymore. Sure. We've both changed and are adults now. But um, what I've learned through that experience is that it is possible for me to set boundaries in my relationships – without having to get hurt and i have been able to recognize when somebody says something that seems really hurtful for me Mm -hmm. because i'm really sensitive right that it's actually about them you know they're in this place of suffering and they want to whatever it is they want to make me feel the way Mm -hmm. they feel because they're actually asking for help that's fine so boundaries for me
0: so you learned that that boundaries are a thing but did you resolve that Did you resolve the issue with your brother? No, there
1: was no way. He just decided not to talk to me anymore. So it's not really up to me to fix the relationship. The best way um, I can continue forward is to acknowledge what he has said as a boundary and to set a boundary for myself as well. If we were to have a relationship today, this is what he's allowed to do to me, and this is what he's not allowed to do to me at all.
0: I wonder, though, that um, you were the victim in that case. So... You weren't possibly worried about the fact that you didn't you didn't upset him. He upset you, and I guess you had to learn to live with that. But here you are now saying that you possibly would like to have a relationship with him again moving forward. But could you have a relationship knowing that he – was that mean to you? I mean, why haven't you pursued a relationship with him? I sound like a counselor.
1: Oh, <laughs> he well, we decided not I'm to not talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank
0: you. Free session. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Um, but you had you, I mean, that must
0: be a worry for you, though, that you don't talk to your brother. It makes me
1: sad for Mm. sure. So how would you
0: resolve that though? I mean, why don't you ring him up and knock on his door? What's stopping you resolving that worry that you don't talk to him, or you're not worried?
1: Well, what I came to understand is that you know, like when I was a child, I really blamed myself for what mm-hmm. happened. I thought, oh, if you know, my brother was so mean to me, then you yes. know, like it was my fault because I had the best intentions and still it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I was the victim and the perpetrator, in, in that sense, yes. And now, when you know, looking at this from an adult's perspective, I realized that you know, it wasn't yeah. the case. But anyway, but the best way for me is to realize that you know, what is what it is, what it is, you know, and I can't really be friends with everybody so, in my life. Course. It's not possible. But what I can do is, um, you know, send him unconditional love yeah. and just wish him peace and happiness in his journey. And, you know, when the time is right, then maybe we'll have a relationship again. But so, under my conditions Yeah. <laughs> <this time. laughs> yes. So what
0: you're <laughs> really saying is that uh, not everything can be fixed. You just got to learn to live with it for, and take it for what it is. Like you but this is it's what it's boundaries what
1: is. are, right? Like, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't have relationship yeah. deep relationships with everybody on this planet. It's not possible. Mm. You're just meant to have certain relationships with certain people. And it, it's okay for you to maybe decide not to have a relationship with uh, your brother, your parents. Mm. I know it's difficult for a lot of people. who will be listening to this show, you know that, you know, they may feel that, you know, talking to their mom every day is mm. a burden to them for example, mm-hmm. and they feel that they have the commitment and obligation towards their mom. And, you know, but you can still have boundaries in that relationship. Talk to your mum once a week instead sure. of every day.
0: That's right. And it's like you say, set a goal. I mean, you know, if you find it a bit of a hassle to talk to your mum or your dad or your brother or your sister, don't make yourself feel guilty about it, but do it once a week, once a month, once every two months.
1: Hmm.
0: So what it's all about, setting goals?
1: I think it's about like remembering that you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. And you're, you can, you know, choose to remain stuck in that relationship as it is now. And you can choose to move forward, you know, learn the lesson and move forward.
0: I wonder though, if you say you have a choice. And you do, of course, but perhaps that most people also then buckle to peer pressure. Why haven't you rung your mum, Celine? Why haven't you made it up with your brother? Because in your mind, you you've come to peace with your decision, but then everyone else gets in on the act and says, "Oh, come on, Celine! You've only got one brother. What are you doing? How do you, how do you relate to that? And does that make you more worried?"
1: Well, it's their own projection on my world? You know, it's their own life, limiting it? beliefs that they're projecting yeah. onto me. It the- really isn't doesn't have anything to do with me anymore people do that though don't they they do but then it doesn't really matter like i say i may explain to them what my reasons are mm-hmm. and i may not explain to them it is my choice
0: do you think i oh, stop being nosy is that what you think so mind your own business is that what it's about mind your own business
1: well i know that i have the best intentions yes. and that i need to protect myself of course so it isn't really up to me to decide you know to make people think differently like it's just their stuff
0: okay quick recap um just remind our listeners uh, if we're if we're worried about anything what should we do <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay okay so i have an entire process for this but the first step is to accept whatever it is that you're worried about mm-hmm. you know accept the thought and give it some time and some space why is it that you're worried about this what's the worst that could happen why are you holding on to the worrying uh, to that worrying thought and what can you do about it that's the most important question what can you do about it
0: and what we can do about it is come see you.
1: No, it's take a decision, make a decision. Yeah, but do also we, like, we
0: want to come and see you, don't we? Because you you are in the business of helping us get through these through this process.
1: Well, if that's what's going to help you then, yes, please come and see me.
0: But you do other modalities as well, don't you?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Like what? <laughs> Tell <laughs> us this, some more of those modalities because we have got about funny. 3 or 4 minutes to go. <laughs> what else do you do? Okay,
1: cool. Well, I You do Reiki. Yes. Okay. Yes. So my mission is to help people of all stories and paths to learn to love themselves. And so I do this through two modalities, mainly Reiki, which is this gentle type of mm-hmm. energy healing. It's kind of like recharging your batteries. And often my clients will just fall asleep on the table because they just need that time um, for themselves anyway. And then the second modality is that healing where we will really look at your limiting beliefs. We will, for example, look at that worrying thoughts and we will just explore that belief mm-hmm. system. You know, how was, how was it built? What's the belief system underneath and why are you holding on to this? What have you learned from this? And once you've done that, then you can let it go with, Ease and grace.
0: Indeed. And the other modality?
1: Oh, I do a lot of meditation and breath work as well. But really, Reiki and Theta healing are my my two big passions at the moment.
0: Okay, so if we want to visit your website, just remind us what it is.
1: Cool. com. And when you go to the website, you will be able to just um, see all the different ways that you can work with me. So that would be private coaching, one on one sessions, online trainings, online courses. There's just so much for you available
0: good on you Celine as well always our pleasure you look after yourself we'll talk at the same time same place next time <laughs> this program was produced by and first broadcast on radio kidnappers a volunteer based community access station for more information go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this programme available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.